Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy Fit Babes, welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we are joined by the beautiful and iconic Jennifer. Um, Welcome, Jennifer, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Before we pressed record, you literally said, Lauren, like you brought it back, baby. You brought me back. So um, what did you mean by that? Can you dive kind of straight into your story? Yeah. What I meant by you brought me back was I think your methods and your framework are so simple to follow. And it's just not as complicated as we all seem to think it is. And I think what's nice is that you reminded me that there is no magic potion. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of being conscious. It's a lot of planning, but all for the greater good. And once I sort of wrapped my head around that again, I thought, God, this doesn't have to be so complicated. So I needed a coach like you to help me demystify again. I mean, I'm in my early 40s. So I've been around the block a few times. But um, I really just think your program is simple and easy to follow. And it, I work well in a framework like a lot of people do with some, you know, loose rules, but some guidelines and some help and some trial and error. So I just I appreciate that about your program so much. I can't even tell you. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm blushing. And I think what you're really getting at is discipline versus restriction and kind of how flexibility fits into that. And for those of you that have never heard me say this before, discipline is doing what you need to do. Restriction is just like being restrictive sometimes for no darn reason. It's it's being restrictive and cutting out things and depriving yourself and you know, discipline, there's flexibility and discipline because it's, you're doing what you need to do. And there's times where you're indulging, there's times where you're dialing it in. When I say discipline versus restriction, how has that manifested in your journey thus far? That is something, again, it's so simple, but when you're so off course, you sort of forget how to make that work for you. So one thing I remember from some of our coaching calls is a lot of the girls are thinking, you know, how do I make a Saturday night work? I don't want to go out and feel like the only one not eating. You know, all of us have kind of some of those same themes that we think about. We don't want to be eating special food or depriving ourselves or feeling bad about it. Um, one thing I used to do a million years ago that I've, I've come back to now that I've been working with you is sort of that simple um, planning of maybe it's a Saturday. So you wake up on Saturday, you have a protein goal that you're hitting for breakfast, you have a protein goal you're hitting for lunch. And for me, because your framework is flexible with calories, I tend to just go a little lighter on the calories for those meals that I don't really care about on that day, because I know I might be going out to dinner, or I might be going out and having a glass of wine. And P.S. By the way, I should also work out that day. And it's just not, it's not that complicated, but it takes planning. Um, And I think when you plan it, then you go out and you feel great about the rest of your day and you feel great about going out and you just start over the next day. There's no, there's no stress around it. Mm -hmm. So 
that's what I love about your program too, is that everything is arranged and it really does balance out and you have normal days. It's, it's just not that, it's just not that complicated. I love that, that you're saying it's not that complicated, but I also think it's emphasizing it's not a big freaking deal. Like ladies out there listening to this, you are hyping up that dinner out. It's yes. causing you to overeat. It's causing you to obsess about the scale the next day. And you think the scale weight the next day is indicative of your entire journey, your entire progress, the entire success of everything that you're trying to achieve. When in reality, it's one day. Now, one day can add up into many days and many months and many years of being off track, of course. But when you understand this balance, it's it's no big freaking deal. And I think the more we can, you know, you have to prioritize your goals. You have to prioritize what you need to do. But if we can make it less of a big deal, it's, it's not as complicated. It's much more straightforward. It's like you can relax about it a little bit more instead of literally stressing yourself out so much over going out to dinner and having a glass of wine. I totally agree with that. And to just piggyback off of that, I think my old mentality also would have said it's Saturday night and I've been really good all week. So mm-hmm. if I'm going out to dinner, I'm probably going to have something really bad. And even if I didn't want something like maybe Chinese food or um, pepperoni pizza, if I didn't even want it, I would eat it because I felt like that was my only night to do it because then I would have to be good in air quotes again tomorrow. Whereas because your framework is so flexible, I'm already eating things I like all week long. I might choose salmon because that's just what I want. And I'm not thinking that feast or famine, that binge or restrict, that mentality is so um, rewired for me now that I appreciate that as well, because it just allows you to figure out what you actually want to eat. You just kind of listen to your cues better. That is huge. And I must say, that's like literally a mic drop moment, because (laughs) when when you diet, you think about what you should have and shouldn't have. But we actually flip it on its head and that's really what you've done. And that's why you're you know, almost 20 pounds down now. I have to put that plug in for you, right? We're going to be 20 pounds down soon. I'm so excited for you. But you actually ask yourself what you want. And it's like when you're getting bored and, you know, sometimes, you know, dieting, quote unquote, can be a little bit boring at times, right? There are things that you have to do sometimes when you don't want to do it, but it shouldn't be a miserable process. And you also have to ask yourself, like, what do you actually want? You know, recently I even had someone say, I'm kind of getting bored of like the same things I'm having every day. And I'm like, what do you actually want? Like screw weight loss goals for a second. And that's coming from people as dietitian. Like, what do you actually want? Because anything that you want, we can fit it in like truly. And it's just, it's rewiring. I love how you said that rewiring how we think about food and dieting. Absolutely. And it works. That's the most exciting part. It's, you know, you have to trust the process for a while, but it's it, it unbelievably really, really works. Yes. So before we talk about how you lost all this weight, I want to bring it back to when you first realized, okay, I need more support. I need more help. You know, you struggled with this all or nothing mindset around eating out that I know so many women struggle with. Where were you at before? Can you kind of paint the picture of Jennifer pre 90 day? Sure. If it's fine with you, I think it would be relevant to tell you a little bit about the house I grew up in because I grew up in the eighties <laughs> and picture Jane Fonda, um, weight watchers and, um, low, all fat, kinds of, sure. low fat, right. A lot of confusion around, um, what was important with weight loss. Was it calories? Was it fat grams? Was it exercise? 
Um, my mom, I think very well-intentioned uh, person who was wonderful, but wanted her whole family to be healthy, was constantly thinking about um, how this was all going to work for us. Should we be going to Weight Watchers together? I mean, I remember being at a meeting in fourth grade with her. Um, my mom tried a lot of fad diets. Um, back then, there was something called the Special K diet, which was you have a bowl for breakfast, a bowl for lunch, and a sensible dinner. And I remember her packing that up for work every day. And, um, you know, she just was trying to figure it out on her own. And by the weekend, we were at the 99 and she was drinking wine and eating mozzarella sticks. But again, you know, not knowing that in fourth grade, I didn't realize that she was in a cycle of her own. She was doing the best she could all week, probably really hungry. And then she kind of said, screw it by Friday. And she wanted to go out to eat and she just didn't want to deal or face it anymore. Now, um, I, I have a question. When you were that young, yeah. seeing your mother eat this way. Did you normalize that? Was that like, did that make you, and maybe you don't know, right? You can be so young and kind of not understand these things, but did you understand what was going on or did it take you when you were older to look back and be like, oh my goodness, this was happening to my mom? Yeah. I think I understood that she was never happy with how she looked and that she was seeking, seeking, seeking for the answer. And she wanted people to just tell her what to eat. She used to say, I'll eat the same thing every day. I don't care. Just, I just got to figure this out. I don't know. And, you know, she, I think when you're a daughter watching your mom and your mom has a poor body image, it would be really ridiculous to think that doesn't um, rub off in some way, shape or form. And I have to tell you, Lauren, my mom dieted until the day she was diagnosed with a terminal illness. I she, remember you said that to me on yeah. our discovery call when the day I met you, you said that, and that blew me away. It's, it's so, it's so tragic that this took up so much real estate in her head for her whole life. And even at 63, she was starting a new weight loss challenge to get beach ready for summer. I, I remember it clear as day. And, you know, it's just one more thing to try. She still struggled. And then when she got sick, she um, had surgery, she was put on chemo and she drastically lost weight because of that. And all of a sudden we were giving her protein shakes because she was wasting away. She did fit into those skinny jeans, but it's just so, it's just so sad that she had to feel this way and that she never felt satisfied with herself. That is something that has really stood out for me as what I do not want to model for my own kids. And I just don't want to give it this much energy. It's quite ironic that it took her getting terminally ill wasting away, probably very malnourished from a nutrition yes. standpoint to right. finally fit in those skinny jeans. It's, it's so gross. I know it's, it's really tragic. And I don't think I ever, you know, she's been gone for eight years now. So only looking back, do I sort of realize how that is so unhealthy. And I, I, I can't imagine that didn't impact me. I'm not going to lay on your couch and figure it out, but you know, our, our moms are our biggest role model, especially for girls. Um, so I, I have to imagine that she wasn't super satisfied with how she looked and that's just sad and it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
there are so many women out there with similar stories and similar upbringings, even not even growing up in the eighties. Like I'm sure there are women right now with children that their children, their daughters are going to have the same story because this is a repetitive cycle. And that's why I'm just so happy you're sharing this story. I know it's a very personal story, but it, it happens everywhere. And I think the biggest thing is it's not any one person's fault. It's our culture. This is a cultural problem, (laughs) not to get like super (laughs) intense about this, but like we repeat this cycle because we don't know better. There's no education and knowledge, which to me as a dietitian and in the privileged place I'm in right now, it, I've been in similar shoes as you. And it's like, knowing what I know with my education, I'm like, there's such clear answers why this doesn't work and why women and every single person, even men should not be dieting and pursuing nutrition this way. So it's like, how as a culture, can we change this narrative around, you know, just tell me what to eat to lose weight quick when it's like, how can we start to love our bodies, be healthy? And, you know, that's ultimately, yes, the goal was weight loss for you, but the other huge goal was just learning how to eat and be able to fit in fun and balance and all these things like that. That should be a right that every person, especially in our country can just understand how they should be eating and not fall victim to these diets that unfortunately are just mass marketed and not even based on science. It's so crazy. And food should be joyful, not stressful. Yes. It's a celebratory thing. It shouldn't be surrounded with panic. So, you know, one thing I've learned too, in my own quest to kind of figure out what I should be doing, um, sometimes people will have like a lot of opinions on Oh, just have the cookie. Oh my God, treat yourself or whatever. And sometimes you just get so bogged down in trying to be normal when you don't, maybe don't really know what normal is for you anymore. Um, And one thing about, you know, I think of Thanksgiving, one thing you have said, which makes so much sense to me and kind of normalized for me again, was think about things that you actually want to eat. Thanksgiving, for example, shouldn't be a meal that you're like, oh, I've been so good all week. Now I'm just going to go nuts on Thanksgiving. I don't like pecan pie, but I probably my old mentality would have been like, "Eh, it's Thanksgiving. Just like have the pie, have the this, have the that. But I feel so empowered to say, you know what? I'll probably pick one thing that's a sweet or maybe like some bread or something that I want, but I'm not stressed out about Thanksgiving at all it's turkey, it's protein. I know how to balance a plate now. It's so joyful. And I already have a plan. So it doesn't have to be stressful. It's just so freeing. Yeah. And with the pecan pie example, I also don't like pecan pie. Sorry, guys. (laughs) If you guys do like pecan pie listening to the show. However, (laughs) it's so funny too, how we like feel pressure from other people to like eat a certain way or do a certain thing. And like, you know, this, this depriving mindset, making you feel like, oh my God, this is the last time I'm going to get it ever. But it's like, you don't even like it in the first place. Like, why are we having it? And so it's really just about being in tune with that. What the F that you actually want, right? Like it sounds so simple. And of course, as Jennifer's going to talk about, it isn't just, okay, eat what you want. Like, of of course there has to be some framework and guidance. Like it isn't just as simple as that, but (laughs) in its simplest form, it is so straightforward of just getting more in tune with what you actually want and listening to yourself instead of trying to listen to what you should be doing. Exactly. Exactly. It's just so freeing. 
Yeah. So when you, you know, obviously this backstory grew up in this dieting culture imprinted on you a little bit. Now you have, you have children, you're (laughs) older now. What you're like, yes, I do. honey. Yes, I do. We're busy household over here. So talk to me about as you got older, what happened with your weight, your body image that led you to the place of, Oh, you know, I really want to make a change and, you know, really change my life and my body. Yes. So I'm speaking to the moms out there. Listen <laughs> up, I, ladies. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren is so good about understanding all ages. I don't know how you have perspective on how things could know. be stressful. <laughs> I think you do. Or, or you just, I, I don't know, you're wise beyond your years. But it's hard to explain to people that don't have kids what kids um, do to your life and your stress levels and um, any sort of patterns or habits you think you have, your free time. When I I had a pretty normal weight growing up, despite my kind of rocky foundation, um, I never really had food issues. I didn't think I just kind of figured it out. I was a normal size, maybe size eight, size 10 along the way. And when I had kids, I was around 32 and I had them fairly quickly together and I had huge babies. I mean, 10 pound babies. I gained a lot of weight. Um, but that's my okay. My mother, yeah. that was me. That was me as well. My poor mother. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> like I gained 50 pounds with my oldest son, Cameron. And what I used to think was kind of cool is that I bounced back really fast. And I kind of thought, good for me. Look at me figuring it all out. Um, I don't have any eating issues. This is great. I bounced back fast because I was so stressed. I don't think I had any time to even eat. Mm-hmm. Um, is that more like the adjustment of having a child now? Sure. And I think what happened for me is when I had two little kids, I was back to my pre-baby weight. Absolutely. I had gotten back there really without an issue, and but without intention. I had absolutely no intention behind anything I was eating. I was throwing things in my mouth when I didn't have a toddler, whatever, yeah. begging for food. Or- it was more survival mode for you is what I'm hearing. And it, I, I think what's really interesting, and we haven't talked about this on the show, is for you, losing that BB weight wasn't difficult for you. And I, and I know women hearing this, that it might be difficult, like, I'm telling you there's other episodes on here that talk about that struggle. Jennifer's story is just a little bit different for her. Like it was just survival mode for you. And it was actually post, you know, that newborn intense phase. Like that's where that weight gain happened for you. Right. When I was 37, I had a five-year-old and a two-year-old and I was a perfect weight for me, but that is when I can absolutely pinpoint um, when my chronic stress started. Mm. Um, My five-year-old was starting to have a lot of problems in school. He was um, running out of the building. He was hitting kids. He was having a lot of issues. And um, that was pretty upsetting because we had no idea why and we didn't know how to help him. At the same time, my two-year-old was one of those scary toddlers that was climbing out of his crib, undoing the locks and getting outside at night. Oh my goodness. I have anxiety for you right now. Yes. He would climb fences. He would grab people's bikes and take off in the neighborhood in a diaper. I mean, he was a safety risk. And my older one was having all these emotional problems. And I remember, I mean, they're, and they're both fantastic kids and they're doing so much better. But at the time... Um, not only was I waking up in a cold sweat because I, I didn't remember where they were. Are they safe? I was on 10 
for panic all the time. And the other thing was, as we figured out what was going on with my five-year-old, I um, suddenly had social worker appointments that I had to take him to on the days I was going to the gym. I had to do it. I mean, that's what moms do. And it was worthwhile in the end. But what I didn't realize is I was replacing my healthy coping skills with very stressful have-to appointments. And I wasn't making the time to um, balance those out. It was very difficult for us to figure out what was happening and to get our supports in place. So about six months later, when things had settled down and we had gotten our supports in place and we were much better, I got on the scale and I had gained 20 pounds in a year. I mean, less than a year. And it was um, so crushing. It was so crushing because it felt like everyone was okay now, except I was left with all the wreckage. Mm. I was huge. And I was so upset at myself for letting this happen. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know what to go back to. I mean, I had no idea how to correct it. I didn't know how to write the ship. Yeah. I mean, and truthfully with your story of like the story of, of your life and kind of where you're at, you've never struggled with your weight in this way before. Mm-hmm. And so that's why knowledge, like, you know, I can even relate to this, you know, when you're an athlete growing up, it's like, you never would ever expect yourself to get in the place where your weight to struggle, but then life changes. There's different phases, there's ebbs and flows. And I remember on our first call, you said, I, I swapped out my workouts, um, my workout class appointments for social work appointments. And, you know, I loved when you said that I was like, that's so iconic, um, obviously horrible. And then you had to go through that, but it was, it was true. Like that's what happened. And it's like, you will never know when life gets crazy. You cannot predict this, but having the the knowledge and confidence to get yourself out of it because food is something that you can control and, you know, your habits and behaviors, like they may get off track for reasons that it makes sense. They got off track. Like there was nothing that you could have done to prevent this. And I'm so glad it happened the way that it did because it got you to the place where you were able to get out of it. Like sometimes it's okay to gain weight is what I'm saying. Like you had no other choice in this situation. Right. Right. When I got on the call with you, I was, you know, that was a couple years after all of that had started, but I really hadn't made any traction getting back. And I know a lot of people gained weight in COVID, but I can't use that as an excuse at all. COVID for me was pouring gasoline on a fire that was already smoldering because I was, I was already there. I was already losing it and COVID just dumped the gasoline on it. And I was off to the races, more easy buttons, more wine, more food. And I got on the phone with you and I was two pounds less than the day I gave birth. And that was an all-time low. When that happens, I mean, COVID was so difficult for everyone, but when you saw that number, we're going to go there for a moment. And I know you're like, Lauren, why do we have to go there? But remember, there's a happy end to the story because you're in a good place. So we have to remember that. For the women out there that are seeing that number, and Mm -hmm. I think so many of us can relate to that like wake up moment. We all get to it at a different point in place. But that wake up moment where you're like, fuck. Oh my God, what just happened? We are going there. That's how I felt in my life and my journey. I'm sure you felt the same that day. What allowed you to not sulk in, Mm -hmm. oh my freaking God, this just happened to getting to this place of, we're going to go after this. There's no other option, but success in feeling my best again. How did you, how did you navigate that? I think the first thing I did was I had to stick my tail between my legs and go, you know what? You're, you're a lost soul. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do this on your own anymore because 
you are seeing numbers that are so high, they're dangerously high. Your cholesterol is high. Your doctors are now worried. I mean, this is, you're, you've lost it. You've lost your way. And I think um, I was a little bit scared of the scale because I just knew it was going to be so goddamn high. I, I didn't want to face it, but I think I made the decision to invest in myself. And I had been watching your Instagram for so long. Um, the food swaps made sense. Just I, I always just gravitated towards your page because it was just so simple. You were swapping Starbucks pumps. I was like, God, she's great. Wait, ladies, I'm, I'm literally having Starbucks <laughs> as we're doing this call. So this is like full circle right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But just the, it, it made sense. And, you know, it was just it started off as a little a little minute of my day to go to your page um, and gain some awareness of you and what you were doing. And I thought, God, she's a coach. I need a coach and I need a coach that is totally pro women and such a motivating person and someone that's just going to kind of tell me what to do and help me figure this out in a logical and healthy way. And I used it. I just trusted you. I trusted the process. You have these great coaches that, you know, do intake calls. I just thought they get me and they, they've seen this before. I can't be the only person who's lost their way. <laughs> There's just, no I change. love that you're saying that because whenever I say that, sometimes I feel like it comes off like, oh my God, this is just another story, but it isn't. Every story is unique. Hence why I love sharing stories on the podcast. Yeah. However, we're not special. And I'm including myself in this. Like we are not that special. We think, oh my God, my metabolism so different. Oh my God, my life is so much more different than someone else's. Oh my God, I'm the only person that like hates the way I look, struggles with my weight. And I think the really comforting thing is we all freaking struggle with our weight, struggle with our relationship to food, struggle to know what to eat and have really freaking crazy busy lives that have a ton of plot twists and twists and turns. And I think that's super comforting knowing that you know, you're not the only one because yeah. there is a solution to every problem. And yes, every person's story and exact plan might be different, right? Every person is yeah. different. You want to want the same medication prescribed to every single person in the world. Same with nutrition, same thing yeah. goes, but like, we're not that special. And I hope that makes everyone feel better because if you were super special in this unique case, I don't know if we have a solution for it, but the beautiful thing with nutrition is we we know what's wrong. If you want to lose weight, we can get you there. <laughs> yes. If I hadn't made the decision that I was going to work with your program, I probably would have drowned my sorrows in a bag of Doritos or something. I, I just was so lost. And I strategically wanted to work with you over the summer because I had time, I had focus, I had the ability to try recipes. I wanted to really dive into your program and do it to the best I possibly could. And I felt like I owed it to myself and I just trusted you. I mean, I really just thought it made sense. I loved that we had three whole months to try things and see what worked and didn't work. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm never going to see that number on the scale ever again. So every week is going to go better. I'm going to see progress. And I really, I think I really came to Jesus that I had to redo my patterns. Mm -hmm. So that was huge. What I'm hearing is acceptance of the reality of where you're at. Mm -hmm. Acceptance of I, and I know this sounds maybe weird to some people listening to it. I know Jennifer, you're going to relate to this acceptance of not being perfect, which I think is really difficult. And nice. I think when you're really tied to, you know, and, and for your story, you weren't like doing all the things like, Oh, I'm doing everything right. And I'm not losing weight, but you even on your journey, even if you didn't lose weight one week, like you accepted, like I am doing the right things. Like the scale of the number is defining me, but you know, if I continue to not be where, where I want to be, 
I know you as a person, like you would accept the fact, okay, I'm not perfect. I need to tweak and change. And you don't want perfection anyway. So you accepted the reality. You understand that you were a work in progress. We had to, you know, tweak things. Um, and I know as much as you say the belief in me and the framework, but I think you had this relentless belief in yourself that you made the decision. I'm never going to be that weight again. And I think that's a really big, important moment. Like there was no turning back. It was like, you're in the highway, plane, speeding. Like we are going forward. We're not even looking back because we can't. Were you always that way? Or did it take you getting so heavy on the scale to be like, fuck, no, that's not happening again. I was not always that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think I was just at the right, you know, sometimes you just, are at the right time and you're just at the at the low that you say this is so below what i deserve and i know i don't identify with this person anymore i'm not a, a slob that doesn't care what they look like like this is this is not me this is me who's lost my way mm-hmm. and i'm not good at everything and i need to help myself by having experts around me to help me get back on track and once i sort of changed my mindset I got excited and I wasn't, I hadn't weighed myself in months and months. And you can understand why I was really, of course, I was like, what am I going to do with the number on my own? I mean, once I was, once I had to report it, (laughs) you report it to Miss Lauren over here. (laughs) I had to actually put it in a spreadsheet. um, I used it. I thought, you know what? I can weigh myself five times a week. Screw it. I don't care. I don't care. This is data. This is, this is empowering. This is not, um, it's not shameful. It's empowering. And I just kind of, twisted my mindset and said, let's go. It's really the perspective you have of where you're at. And for you, I love that line you just said around this weight that I am right now. Of course, this is my reality, but this is not who I am. So it's like, you're disassociating yourself with this past self that hasn't been prioritizing, may have not known better, right? Like sometimes it's not our fault, right? Right. And then you just made the decision. Okay. This is not who I am. I'm going to start acting and behaving and eating and exercising and moving my body and having the mindset of this Jennifer that I really am. And so for you ladies out there, we even do that exercise inside of the program. It's like this version of yourself, that's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever amount, plus even weight loss in the future. What does she act like? What does she look like? What, what, how does she operate? That is who Jennifer was being. She was envisioning herself as that future self. I love that shit so much. (laughs) But I really appreciated the help with that and the team and the other girls that were part of the program. It's so nice to, you know, I'm a counselor, so it's not always super comfortable for me to go into a group and share. I'm usually the one that's asking the calls like I am. (laughs) Yes. So I kind of thought, oh, group coaching, that sounds so great, but I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know. But but the girls were so um, like-minded in so many ways. And it, it is nice to hear that people um, are still wondering the same things. And we, we all were really in it together, which was so, um, that was just such a nice bonus. That's awesome. So thinking through all of the progress that you've seen, we need a shameless plug. What were you able to achieve and you know, how do you feel about where you're at now? Well, in the 90 day program, I ended up losing 16 pounds and excitingly five inches off my belly, which was so huge. And I'm, I'm glad that you 
reminded us to take um, progress photos. I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. Again, you know, I didn't really want to see what I didn't want to see back then. But um, looking at the difference between July and October, it's really exciting. And I'm down a couple more pounds since we stopped. Um, But you know, that was I really didn't know if I would lose that amount of weight. And I actually see so many changes now. It's just, it's just motivating me to keep going, which is awesome. Yeah. And I was going to say the physical change is awesome. And of course you guys know, I love a moment celebrating it, but to change your habits in 90 days, which is honestly a short amount of time when you really think about the grand picture of your life and how long you may have struggled with your weight and food and nutrition, like Jennifer is truly the same person, like still the same awesome Jennifer I met day one, but like she's a different version of herself. And I think it's just so beautiful seeing that transition of like, it's not, you just crash dieted for 90 days. It's like, you are literally a different person. I love it. And I'm, I'm going slowly because I want everything to stick and your program encourages learning and growing as a person and falling sometimes, but I, you know, I, my goal is 30 pounds total and it's totally fine with me if that takes a while because I need to learn to cook better. I want to be nourishing myself and not, I don't want to be eating the same meals over and over because they're quote unquote safe. That's one thing I learned big time in your program. You have these rich, nutritious meals that I'm starting to learn how to cook. And I had to make sure that I was feeling like, okay, if I, if I eat this and it's so satisfying and filling and meets my protein goals, like Lauren says it will, will the needle on the scale keep going down? And I just had to trust that it would. And I've seen it happen now. Um, so that's huge for me too. Just, it's just, it's exciting. And I must say, now that I'm thinking about it, Jennifer's I'm curious what your favorite meal is, but I'm pretty sure it's Mexican casserole because I feel like you eat it a lot. And that's one of my favorites too. And we've talked about it. If you need a spokesperson for the Mexican casserole, please. <laughs> oh my God. For women who have this pressure on themselves to lose weight and there, you know, sometimes you need the pressure of, you know, we really need to change. It's important. How have you, like, what advice would you give women that are so pressured and at this heaviest weight and they're like dying and desperate to see results. How, what, what advice would you give them to be a little bit more, not even just chill, but kind to themselves as they're losing weight? Yeah. I mean, I would say just go one freaking meal at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed, Jennifer. Yes. (laughs) It's so hard. And you know, there's, there's a lot of ways you can improve yourself. And, you know, especially women working with you, trust the team, trust the recipes, trust Lauren. Um, In the beginning, I wanted to do all of the things. I wanted to just bulldoze through. I wanted to join the gym and do all the classes and get a trainer. And I had to just take a minute and say, you know what, why don't I start slow? Because slow and steady, I didn't get this way overnight and slow. I'm not going to learn everything or lose 30 pounds in 90 days. That's old mentality. New mentality is learn and grow, eat nutritious things, trust the process. So I really kind of backed off and I went one thing at a time. I did join the gym, but I haven't gotten the trainer yet, but that's my next move. So I think for anyone starting, just, just start, invest in yourself and maybe think back to the person that you feel is the authentic you because they're in there. And just because you're off course doesn't mean you can't get back there. You can, and it's going to feel so good when you do. 
You're going to feel so happy, which then springboards your next good decision. It's just amazing. It's like the domino effect, but in a good direction. Yeah. And that's a really important point. When you get off track, it's like a domino effect over time that leads you to getting so incredibly off track that you're like mind blown at how off track you are. The same goes the opposite direction. It's all of these small steps into that domino effect. And at first you might think, oh, I could take on more. You're tracking, you want to up level track macros, go to the gym, like do these CrossFit workouts. And not that we do CrossFit over here, but you guys get the gist. Like you want to do all the things, but it's like focus on the most important things. Yeah and do less things overall, but the most important ones. And you will see more success than doing all of the things, struggling a bajillion balls like a clown and then dropping the balls because you're juggling too many damn balls in the first place. Exactly. 100% correct. I love it, Jennifer. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. 